0: Hello again, welcome to Great Hearts Table. I'm Randy Greenwald, and if you're new here, I'm glad you found us. If you like what you find here, please tell others, and if you can, leave a review on the site where you get your podcasts. We all pastor in some way, but our attachment to the work is not the same for all of us. Some of us love it, others of us do it, but we all come to it with differing motives. Why is that? There are many tools out there designed to answer that question tools that are based upon genuine research and study. Uh, my thoughts on the subject are simply observations that are helpful to me. Uh, scripture occasionally uses the metaphor of the race for the Christian life and ministry, and this post wades into that same territory. Thanks for joining us around Great Heart's Table. Oh, my favorite people are broken Believe me I know. I ran a 10K last year with a couple of friends from my church. It was a good time, and both my friends, Dan and Drew, won prizes for their age brackets. Later I joked with them that while I mostly don't enjoy running itself, I love having run. And when I'm done, I feel like I've done something good and necessary and right. The thing feels better when I'm not actually doing it. I'm not sure, I said, if I could ever understand those who just plain love running. Oh, Drew said, that's Dan. He loves running. So I asked Drew if she loved running. Oh, no, she said, I love winning. And these struck me as helpful categories. Uh, There are those who love the thing itself. I'll call that the lover. And there are those who love the fruit of the thing, which I call the artisan. And those who love competing successfully at the thing obviously the victor. And though the boundaries here are fluid, I realize that I know pastors who fall into each category. The lover takes joy in the acts of pastoring itself. Like the Australian shepherd we once had who instinctively herded our kids, the lover relishes being in people's lives, weeping and rejoicing with them. Results are not a factor. To be free to do what they love doing is their delight. This has certain dangers, of course. Their hearts will be subject to severe self-criticism. Their desire always to be fully present in every situation will wear them down and draw them away from other important responsibilities, like family. Their hearts can be easily crushed when others diminish the value of their pastoral labor and demand other skills. But they're resilient. If not appreciated for what they do, they'll still find a space where they're free to do it. The artisan, too, is good at the pastoral task, but the joy is not as directly related to the thing itself. The joy for artisans is in sitting back to appreciate what has been done. Artisans take pleasure in being a part of the thing built even though the process of building it may involve more tedium than delight. The pleasure in having had a hand in the creation of something beautiful makes the process worthwhile. Artisan pastors might enjoy the visits to the hospital and at times will resent the disruptions that come to their day, but to see that a congregation is well cared for and growing in grace is a source of great contentment. So artisans are disciplined. They show up. They do their job well, but they're vulnerable to frustration. When the labor is not producing a positive outcome, they can be easily detached and tempted to look for other outlets for their creative energy. Like the runner who decides to take up cycling, they can walk away from pastoring and take up school teaching or something other without any sense of personal loss. The victor, of course, is the one who gets stuff done or dies trying. Victors want their churches to be places of spiritual growth, they want their youth to be coming to faith in Christ, they want their young adults to be marrying well and training their children to love Jesus, they want their mid-career members to be doing their work in Christ-honoring ways, and they will build programs and strategies into their churches to make sure these things are happening. They will chart the success of their vision against projections and draw pleasure in exceeding expectations. In their churches, people will do stuff, and that stuff will be exciting because it's a part of a plan captured by a motivating purpose statement. Of course, the danger for victors is that they can grow frustrated with people who don't climb on board, and when growth and success don't happen, the worst victors will harass and blame others, and the best will simply grow despondent, quit, or move on to a more promising congregation or profession. I'm sure other categories could be drawn, and it's probable that making these distinctions has as much value as determining one's astrological sign. And yet, it's possible that understanding the multiple whys for doing this thing called pastoral ministry may help us stick to it or free us to walk away. I was told the other day by a good pastor that he can't be me. It's true, he can't be. We're different. He shouldn't try. We're all wired differently. I'll never love running and winning will simply never be in the cards for me. But I still run and shouldn't stop, and Dan and Drew, as different from me as they are, still encourage me, and I, hopefully, them. At the end of the day, the race gets run, and perhaps for you, knowing what drives you will itself fuel you to stay the course and, indeed, finish the race. Great Heart's Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People and Called Home, and thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a lift to loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness called home.